Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you're listening to episode 148 of the show and it is the sports roundup here after the weekend. Now the eagle-eyed amongst you will realise that we have had a bit of a quiet week here at the show. We haven't had a full complement of shows and that's for a few reasons, some technical issues but also because we have been busy plotting and planning for what is to come in 2020. I suppose it's been a long six months since I first had this idea of creating a radio show that I wanted to listen to that featured everything from events to the arts to sport, politics, current affairs and everything that's happening around the county. It's been a bit of a roller coaster taking that idea and seeing what it has become over the last six months. So thank you to everybody who has listened, everyone who has helped in any way, shape or form, either by making themselves available for interview or comments or whatever it might have been along the way. It's been really, really appreciated. Now we do have some big ideas for 2020 and we look forward to growing the station and growing the shows that we offer to the Leitrim population, both here and abroad, over the next 12 months and beyond. There are a couple of ways to do that. If you want to check out our website, you will find we have added a whole lot of features since we first launched. That includes a jobs notice board, an events page, and also, most recently, a business listing page on the website. Now, if you want to get your business listed on the website, get in touch with us, info at leitrimdaily.com, or hit me up on social media, and we'll make sure that your business is featured in that. There is, of course, unfortunately, a cost to this for businesses, but it does ensure that we can continue to keep operating the podcast and the website as a resource for the people of Leitrim. Now, today, of course, is about sport, but it's the middle of December. It's cold out there and there's not a whole pile of sport going on. But let's take a quick look around the grounds before we talk about maybe some of the work that goes on behind the sport Now, governance has been in the news in terms of Irish sport over the last 12 months or so, particularly since the scandals broke out in the FAI and some of our neighbouring counties in the GAA have also had questions asked about them. We take a look at the two AGMs that took place this weekend. The county convention took place on Sunday afternoon in the Bush Hotel in Carrigan Shannon and we'll be talking to the incoming secretary and chairman of Leitrim County Board about the results that were produced in terms of finances but also in terms of on the field action over the last 12 months. Similarly I was in Drumshambo a couple of hours later for the annual general meeting of the Ladies Gaelic Football Association. They retained the same management team around the top table which means a bit of stability for the organisation within the county off the pitch. We talked to Chairman Aidan Heeran about what was a bumper year financially for their organisation but also a great year of growth and re-establishing the county board and the game within the county after a turbulent period in their history. First of all though there was some sport to be talked about so let's have a look back at some of the results of the weekend and we'll start with the rugby and in the All-Ireland League Sligo beat Ballina in an all-connect affair in Division 2B of the All-Ireland League on a scoreline of 19 points to 13 in Hamilton Park in Strand Hill. In Junior 1A of the Connacht League, Sligo were well beaten 41 points to 12 by a rampant Toom side. In Junior 1C, Carrick and Shannon ran out winners 19 points to 14 over a Ballyhorna side who have been struggling in the league so far. Carrick now sit in 5th place out of the seven teams in this division, 
but they are only eight points from the top of the table with plenty of games to go it looks like a bright year could be in store for Carrick and maybe even maybe if they get a good run of form in the second half of the season potentially putting themselves in place for a tilt at a further promotion but I think the most important thing from Carrick's point of view is after last year's promotion is that they're a long long way from second last which is the position below them I think they're 12 or 13 points to spare over the side below them which means that they will have consolidated barring an absolute miracle disastrous miracle in the second half of the season they will have consolidated their place in that junior 1c division a fantastic achievement for them at the first time of asking sligo no game in junior two this weekend in terms of junior soccer across the county both teams in action this weekend manor rangers in action at glenview stars in fort hill in sligo and they had an absolutely massive victory 10 goals to two with robbie cunningham top scorer in the league overall netting four times for the manor hamilton side seamus Ryder, paul logan paddy walk anthony mcdonald Jermit giblin and shane walsh one strike each to make up the 10 goals very comprehensive there and that leaves them in third place in the league overall there is a kind of a two-tier competition emerging at the top of the super league in the sligo and leitrim district league carberry and cartron both on 27 points carberry 100 from nine games while cartron have lost twice in the league this year manor nine games played 22 points which would put them almost on a par with cartron if those games were to be played out and won in the meantime so it's it's really looking like a top three in the super league manor hamilton up against early favorites carberry and cartron and we interested to see how that plays out carberry probably the favorites going into the second half of the season but manor never quite know when they're beat so it'll be interesting to see how that develops over the next couple of weeks manner with plenty of games yet to play 11 games left in that competition five points off the top with two games in hand on second none in hand on first it has to be said carberry five points clear at the moment in that competition in the premier league or division two real tubber lead the way uh, inspired by the recent addition of one raf Kataro to that particular squad they were already top of the league but Signing one of the best players in League of Ireland history cannot hurt their chances of winning that <laughs> that Premier Division crown. Now, it doesn't need to be said that uh, Carrick Town, first year back in existence, for some lads, they're playing their first ever season of adult football. And seeing the likes of Raf Katara come to town probably isn't going to help matters as they progress through the season. However, it is all going quite well for Carrick Town in their opening season back in the league not a great result this weekend going down 4-3 to Ballygawley Celtic Shane Byrne Ryan Duarte and Conor McGoldrick on the score sheet for the Carrick and Shannon side but just not enough to take all three points it does mean that Carrick go into the mid-season break the Christmas break 14 points behind Real Tubber at the top of the table they do sit in fifth place going into the second half of the season and a good run of form would see them creep up and catch the likes of Arrow Harps and Callery who just sit a couple of points ahead of them. The table as it stands at the moment, Real Tubber on top with 30 points from their 12 games, Ballymote 25 points from their 9 games in this grade, Arrow Harps 20 points from 13 games while Callery and Carrick both on 16 points, Callery with 12 games played, Carrick with only 11 while Kulani and Yates United one point further back, both on 12 games 
with 15 points on the table. All in all, not a bad start to the season for Carrick Town. After a couple of early hammerings, they'll be quite happy to be where they are with a look forward towards the second half of the season. Top three are in the shake-up to be promoted there. Now it is time to look past the sport and into the boardroom and see what has been going on in the world of sports politics here in the county, particularly in the GAA. And as I mentioned, two big meetings taking place on Sunday to decide who will be in charge of the county boards in the county for the next 12 months. I caught up with some of the major players in both of those organisations over the last couple of days. Let's start with the men's board. And the major decision that needed to be made the other day was for the position of chairperson. On Monday, the day after the meeting, I sat down with the incoming chairman, Enda Stenson, for a chat about what the position meant to him. Now, December might be a quiet month on the playing fields of the county across all codes, but it's the meeting rooms that take most of the attention through the month of December as people look back at the year that was in terms of reports on the various activities and financial reports, as well as the election of officers for people coming into positions for next season. And yesterday was a busy day on that front with both the men's and ladies' conventions taking place across the county. Now, the only decision really of the day to be made on the boys' side of the house was for the position of chairperson. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke to both candidates for the position, Enda Stenson and Stephen Flynn, both from the Mohill Parish, one from Eslin, one from Mohill. So a little bit of local rivalry came into the discussion, but there was a, a clear winner yesterday, and Enda Stenson has been returned as the chairman of Leitrim GA for the next 12 months. He joins me now. Enda, thanks for popping into me. It must be a busy 24 hours. You're very welcome, Breffney, and happy to... Call in to you, as I said before, I admire what you're doing and I will call in any time in my role as chairperson of Leitrim GA. I was totally honoured and humbled yesterday to receive the vote that I did and I am excited about the years ahead. I am not sure anybody that was sitting there yesterday and seen the balance sheet, the amount of money that the treasurer has to put through his hand, the amount of work that is done behind the scenes it's mind-boggling at times. But I am prepared for the challenge. I'm looking forward to it. As I said yesterday, I've been involved in the GES since I was a very small boy, coming up through the ranks, playing underage for Mohull, as we did, and then moved on to the bigger boys in Estlin. And uh, I took up referee, and then shortly after that, I became assistant secretary of the county board, I think it was in 1989 or so. And... As I also said, uh, not too many knew who the Assistant Secretary of the County Board was when Tommy Morton was Secretary, because Tommy Morton practically did everything, so there wasn't a whole lot for the Assistant Secretary to do back then. But then it wasn't, the GA wasn't as broad an organisation then, and it was just basically the, 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 the chairperson and the treasurer and the secretary that done most of the work. It's a different field to be playing in now. I have a good bit to learn going in. I have huge shoes to follow. I thought that Terence Boyle and Attracta O'Reilly did a wonderful job the last five years. They have achieved so much and I can only admire what they've done. You know, excellent. My hopes and visions, like as I said, I come from a small club, 
Small clubs are under severe pressure, as everybody knows, because of rural depopulation and, and, and the exit of, of people from the country. Not all is by their choice, because they cannot build a house on their own land at the moment. A ruling that's political and has to be, you know, we're doing our best to change that within local authority circles and, and, and trying to get national government to, to bring in guidelines that are attainable. But at the moment, young people cannot build a house on their own land at home, so that moves them towards the towns and invariably they will stay with their own clubs. But if they're married and they have a young family or whatever, the young family will be townspeople and, 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 and that changes the whole dynamics of rural Leitrim. Absolutely. Now, you talked yesterday, you referenced Martin Luther King and his I Have a Dream speech. Um, you kind of played it off, but it was... It was nice to hear someone coming into that position talking about their dreams and aspirations for the organisation over the over the next period, because obviously it's it's a year by year appointment, but with a five year maximum. In terms of your ambitions over the next period, what would you most like to see? I suppose we talked about aspirational things when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, but but now that you're actually in the position and you know where you're going to be for the next twelve months, what are your your hopes for? the 12 months and, and do you have ambitions past 12 months in the role? Well I certainly have got to start working with the rural clubs you have said it rural clubs are under severe pressure particularly for to be able to field 15 players on any given day and that has happened with the likes of Glenfarren with Eston with the Havas we even heard the motion from Ochnachilin yesterday that would bring it down maybe to 13 players with, with an option of playing 13 aside. I know for the greater clubs that's not fair because you're doing out some people out there. But it's something that we have to work towards. We have got to strive mightily to retain the clubs that we have. That is one ambition. I don't want to see a club dying. That, I, I, it'll break my heart because the clubs were what we were built on. The clubs was part of our fabric. It's part of our culture. It's part of all of Ireland. Let it be the towns or the rural places. That's what kept communities together. People had a pride of place when they put on their home jersey and they played for that. That's where everything starts. That's where everything finishes. In terms of those clubs, are there concerns? I know we lost St. Osnitz in the last um, 12 months. Some might argue that St. Osnitz have been struggling for probably the last decade or so. Are there concerns about other clubs in the county? or At the moment, I wouldn't say there's concerns. With help and with the right... Uh, nurturing going forward, those clubs can and will survive. I, 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 I believe that it's in the interest of everybody, even the bigger clubs that might be drawing some of the players away. It's in the interest of everybody to keep the number of clubs that we have in Leitrim together. That makes a viable county and a viable place that you can have proper competitions. When it goes any less than that, we are, we'd be under pressure. Some of the clubs you mentioned, the likes of Achnashiel and, and Glenfern, would be under pressure uh, in terms of the hearts and minds of youngsters coming up. And they're looking at a county final between Balnamore and Glencar Manor. And if they're well, maybe I, halfway between I, the two, I, it's very hard to see them choosing the I won't the speak about any other club, only say my own club in Estland. Mohol have an exceptionally strong senior team at the moment. And see, our small rural club beside it. You know, we, we cannot ever aspire to reach the heights of that at the moment but it's the whole whatever it is of playing for your own club right you may not be winning senior championships but you're putting on the home jersey 
you're playing for your own club, you're representing your own people. Your father, your mother, your grandparents, everybody that went before you, you are carrying on that torch. And that's, we're brought into this life to hand on the baton, what we have received from our parents, hand it on probably in a better way than we got in. Let's talk finances for a moment because, yes, the, the actual bottom line of the accounts yesterday was impressive. Uh, the, the accounting figure was over a quarter of a million surplus. Now, that's skewed because of the Centre of Excellence fundraising, so it's need to be said that the actual figure of the trading surplus is in the region of 30, 31, 32,000 euros. But it looks really good from a point of view from Leitrim Finances because even that figure is a euro per person in the county in terms of profit. But as a percentage of the overall turnover of 1.7 million, it's only 1%. Now, a business that's only generating 1%. Now, Leitrim GA isn't a business. I look, you're looking at me I funny there. Saying, <coughs> I couldn't put Leitrim GA in, 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 in terms of a business. And we're not a profit-making organisation. My question was going to be, though, in terms of how thin that line is between profit and loss, even out of such a huge amount of money like 1.7 million of a turnover, let's factor that back down for the fundraising that was done for that specific project in Anaduff. But even 1.4, 1.5 million... To only be clear by three hundred thousand, sorry, thirty thousand at the end of that, it really does show how important every single fundraiser is to the county. How every single affiliation fee makes such a huge difference, and is the is the difference between a profit and a loss or a surplus and a deficit at the end of the year. Yep. The people that we have in charge say of the finances, Martin McCartan is the treasurer of the county board, and, and Jeff Condol and the the, the 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 accountant in in charge. Those people know what they're doing. They can put out a roadmap at the beginning of the year from a funding point of view. They know what is needed and what it'll take to run Leitrim GA. They're not interested in making a million of a profit or 200,000 of a profit. They have to guide the finances that Leitrim GA have enough for the year going forward. Or the years going forward, so you do not have to overdo it, or 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 or, or we'll say put out the begging bowl too far that people have to you know put their hands in pockets too often. You can go to the well too often. There's no point in having a huge surplus like you know what what we have. Say the thirty thousand what you mentioned, that is fine going forward from a Leitrim point of view. We don't need any more this year. If there is need in years to come. There are financiers, there are backers, there are people with a certain level of wealth that will always help their own county and people that have done well. And you have to admire people like the McGoverns of Ahabas, what they have done for Leitrim. Seamus Clark now, from New York, what he is doing for Leitrim. What Joe Dolan at the Bush Hotel done for Leitrim. Everybody else then has to just row in, in a small way, and which they are doing. There's a lot of other sponsors along the way that give extra finance along the way. But there's no point in going over the top on that. You don't want to burn bridges. What we have to do is keep going the road forward. We are in a pretty strong and a good position financially to do what we need to do now. And that is all that is needed in Leitrim, in Longford, in Dublin, whatever. That's all that they need. There's been a lot of talk about governance in terms of sport across the country over the last 12 months or so, particularly since uh, the scandal in the FAI broke back last March. 
Mayo GA, Galway GA have been brought into that. I think what impressed me most, and it's been it's been nearly twenty years since I was at a GA convention in the county, was how open and transparent the books appeared to be. At least, and there's no reason to think anything otherwise. But you would write down to in terms of who the individual donors were, all listed in the in the booklet. Everything was broken down so much so that in a room of a hundred people, only one single question was posed, and that was to do with why we weren't spending enough in a certain area. It was probably the most healthy environment for transparency and openness about the finances of an organisation I've seen in Irish sport. There must be a lot of credit due to a few people for that. It's, it is huge, but it's not just this term alone. This has been started back. There was small difficulties, say, back... 20, 25 years ago within Leitrim and questions were asked about this. There was a proper structure in place and I have to go back to the time of the late Jim Meehan. Did a wonderful job. Des Quinn now Howillan. Brian Gordon Mughal. Those people worked day and night to get the structures in place that will always be in place for no matter who comes on board. It had to be totally transparent. Yesterday, nobody could or would question any figures that was given. As you rightly pointed out, the only question was, and it was right that there wasn't enough money probably spent on, on one of the, the, the core aspects of our GA, strength and conditioning now. That's, that's the only question that, that, that was put to the floor thing. But as regards the finances, the layout, where they were spent, every box was ticked. It was clearly, and it, it, it wasn't just something that was done for the day or whatever. That can be audited or questioned at any time, and it's totally perfect. And I, I can only admire the people. I have no head myself for finances or for figures, but the people that do this have got to be admired. Yeah, no, I was, I was exceptionally impressed with it yesterday, and it was a great return uh, with that 30,000 profit, and the ladies returned uh, an even more healthy profit. Yeah. Now, that was probably due to the exceptional circumstances around the teams. Well, they, they had have. a proper, a very good fundraiser. Yeah. You know, and that, that, and that, that, that in itself was great for them. But they have, as well, a healthy profit, which yeah. is good for them going forward. The very same is good for the men going forward. Yeah, I, th- I think it needs to be reminded that the fundraiser was almost with next year in mind. So that money really is for next year's budget. Uh, this year was done on a shoestring because last year was, as we've said a few times on the show, was a bit of a disaster for the ladies game in the county but with stability on the county board money in the coffers and a new management team in place and a very exciting period for, for the girls game in the county as well now let's talk about that for a second because there's a huge overlap between the girls game and the boys game in the county in terms of facilities in terms of referees in terms of personnel involved on both sides of the codes some clubs st mary's Manor hamilton come to mind are combined is there? I know the two organisations at national level are very separate, albeit both based in Crow Park. Would there be any, um, I suppose, appetite for a closer link between the two organisations in the county? Well, you, you know, you know yourself. Leitrim is a pretty small county. Everybody works hand in glove in Leitrim for the good of the county. You cannot have a closer coming together. You have to have two separate entities, ladies' GA and. The GA, the men's GA itself. You have to have that. But while you have that, there's a lot of, you look across the county, there's a lot of ladies secretaries of the men's GA and involved in the executives. A lot of ladies running the men's club. But as a common together, I don't think there can be any closer common together than already exists with facilities and referees 
within the county. That structure is there and long may it last because the, the facilities that are there right across the county are needed by the ladies' GA, the men's GA, and it's only right that they should be used. The referees that are in the county, and we need more referees. That's one thing. We certainly need more referees. But it's only right that they're used by both co- ladies and men's GA. It, it, it isn't rocket science. It's the right way it should be and the way it is. And I want to ask you just before we let you go, in terms of what you will view as success in the next 12 months for Leitrim GA, what's your, your hopes for well, the county? It's like having the dream. I could say we could win Sam Maguire, we could win the Connacht Championship. I would love if our senior team could attain a position in Division 3. I would deem that success. But I would dearly love if we could win an underage competition, say an under-17. We have a very good management team in place at the moment. Great work has been done last year by the likes of Mark Eshel and those with the underage players. There's a very good crop of players coming through in Leitrim. You only had to be at the under-20 final here in Park Sean. Excellent football. As good of footballers as there is in any other county. I think we have the manager. I think we have the structures in place. There'll be nothing held back from giving it the best we can. I think Leitrim could be on an upward curve. Can't ask for more than that. Well, listen, Enda, thank you very much for popping in. I know you've been a busy day in your other life as a councillor. You've been chasing the minister all over the county this morning. (laughs) Um, And loads of positive news for the county as well. Very positive, very positive. And thank you for popping in. And congratulations on your election. And the very best of luck. I'm sure we won't be strangers for the next 12 months and beyond. Brefney, thank you very much. And as I said to you, I'm passing the road... I'm never far away, and if you need anything, I would never be afraid to speak because we've got to get our message out there, and you are doing that. Thank you very much. No problem, Orlando. Thank you. Now, it is that time of year when we are thinking about gifts and presents, and for any proud Leitrim person, there's probably nothing better than having yourself immortalised in stone. And the Leitrim Wall gives you the opportunity to do that. So many of our listeners have already availed of this opportunity. But if someone in your life is an avid Leitrim supporter here in the county or abroad and hasn't yet put their name or message on the Leitrim Wall to support everything that goes on in Gaelic games here in the county, they still have the opportunity to do that. There are vouchers available for Christmas. You will have a voucher to put under the tree but the person's name and message will be forever on the Leitrim Wall at the new Centre of Excellence in Anaduff. You can get these vouchers and, by extension, the actual plaque on the wall at leitrimwall.com online or by calling into the Centre of Excellence. You can speak to Brian Blake there and his phone number is 87 It's a fantastic piece of... I suppose a memory that you can give to somebody, whether it's in memory of somebody or for someone who's still with us who wants to have their message on the wall. That is worth checking out. And of course, thank you to the Dublin Supporters Club for their continued support of our show here. I also spoke to Declan Bohan about his return to the position of secretary for Leitrim GAA. Declan Bohan, incoming secretary of Leitrim GAA. It's a position you're well familiar with. 
Yeah, I, I, I've been there before, uh, Breffney, as you said. Uh, I, I was there in uh, from 2005 to 2009. Times change, and you know, a decade on, the GA change, nothing ever stays the same. So it's going to be a challenge going forward, there's no doubt about that. I suppose particularly uh, with regards to you know the, the, the amount of pressures that are been well heightened, I suppose, in other counties. And, you know, the, the GA in itself... Is, Training teams and being involved in the administration of county teams is a whole different ball game than than it probably was ten years ago. So, look, it's it's a, it's a challenge, and you know I'm looking forward to it. You know, in terms of today at the AGM here, your convention, very very healthy set of accounts presented today. A good balance up from nine thousand to an effective profit of about €30,000 this year. I know the figures are slightly higher on, on paper, but because of accounting practices, about 31000 is the figure. It's a nice situation to be coming in, particularly after having had such a busy year, which normally costs money for counties. Yeah, um, we obviously we, we, we got to the Laurie Mar Cup final, which uh, and got to the league final, which both were pushing us ahead of stages at which we might have been in previous years. You know, and that does bring in an added cost to... Uh, to preparation of teams where, where, where let's be honest the largest item of expenditure in any given year is uh, the administration of county teams um, we'd be quite pleased with the accounts to be honest with you um, I know that the large figure the larger figure uh, is uh, uh, has been accounted for because of the fact that we had the will we call it the once-off development in Anadolf, which, you know, that obviously had to be accounted for. You know, that gave us a very healthy figure uh, in terms of, 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 of uh, 2019 going, going forward. But the fact that we, we've broken, I suppose, realistically, we've covered ourselves, we've broken even. That doesn't mean there's not going to be a supporters club. It's the first thing that's going to be appear after Christmas, our supporters club tickets for 2020, and we'll be looking forward to promoting that. It's it's a challenge for smaller counties, and I suppose to be fair to the outgoing and obviously still treasurer Martin McCartney has done a fantastic job in terms of of uh, dealing with the accounts, preparing with the accounts, and presenting uh, us in a in a solvent situation, if you like, uh, going forward for a small county. Jerry McGovern, the chairman of Connacht Council, was here, and he spoke about governance and openness and transparency. Given, I suppose, the situation some of our neighbouring counties find themselves in over the last few weeks and months and over the last 12 months and they're all over the news for the wrong ideas as well as other codes, how refreshing is it from Nathan GA's point of view to be up there to give a completely open and transparent, only a single question given from the floor in terms of the accounts and that was why are we not spending more in a certain area? Yeah, uh, look, I suppose the accounts spoke for themselves, uh, Breffney. They were very well presented and uh, everything was clearly laid out in accordance with, 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 with what would be expected uh, and comparison figures, which is the norm anyway in, in every county, uh, comparison figures with, or comparative figures with 2018. And, and there you could see where some things fluctuated little and the explanations were given for the fluctuations, be they up and down as we went through them. A lot of figures tend to remain the same, you know, but it, it, look at it, it costs so much as you can see from the accounts to run uh, the, the affairs of Leitrim GA, uh, that um, you know you have to keep a close eye on them because otherwise, in a small county where our fundraising ventures, and we've been very fortunate now, I have to say, in the last year in particular, uh, with, with with the development of the Centre of Excellence in Anadolf and its conclusion, that you know with the McGoverns coming on board, and then all of the people who contributed towards the wall, you know, made massive sums of money and investments and dug deep into their pocket, and and it's only right that obviously that that sh- that uh, should be shown in a very transparent manner, which it was here today, and as you said, led to very little question. 
Absolutely. Well, Declan, it's a big body of work ahead of you, uh, whether it's one year or more years further down the line, back in the hot seat of secretary. Any tickets for the All-Ireland goal? Um, well, well, we'll have to wait and see, Breffney. Um I, I wonder, has the allocation fluctuated or changed since my last time being involved? So, uh, I suppose, put it, put it to you this way, your chances are probably as good as they were the last time. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> in an answer. Declan, congratulations today on the work done so far and the work ahead. Uh, the very best luck to you. Thanks very much, Breffney. I look forward to uh, engaging with you in 2020. Finally, let's take a look at the meeting in Drumshambo between all the women's teams in the county. And so the Ladies County Board Executive came in last year, put a really good structure on the whole setup within the county, ran one phenomenal fundraiser late in the year with a view towards next year's AGM. And it was a very productive meeting, a very positive meeting. The same top table returned for a second year and... Let's have a chat to Aidan Hearn and hear what he had to say about how the year went and the plans for next year. What are your thoughts after today's convention? Uh, convention was very good today. There was very positive uh, outcomes from all the club delegates. You know, the, everybody wants to do well for the county. Uh, we were finished off the year very well. There was a lot of things fundraising and the county finance. Everything was excellent. And we're starting off now with our senior team out. Big squad training and good manager over them and uh, uh, looking for good results this year coming. It's been a, obviously well documented about Leitrim struggles over the last 24 months and this year has gone so much better on the field in terms of just fielding a team and being competitive, retaining that intermediate status. A full year of experience around that top table, it's the same top table more or less going into next season. The coffers are looking a little bit better, it's been a great financial year. Are you happy for the future of Leitrim Ladies Football that it's in a really good place now? Yeah, I think if everybody is honest with themselves and honest to uh, do the good work for their clubs and uh, be in there for the good of the GA, not just for personal reasons, whatever, uh, will go well. I think that they're working well together. Our committee is brilliant. Um, I really enjoyed working with them. I only thought I'd only come in for a year, but the, the good people that's around me here, you just couldn't uh, sort of walk away. I think it's unfinished business. Uh, good results in the Connacht Championship and uh, in the league, obviously, we want to go out of Division 4. So if that uh, goes well for us, we'll, we'll have a good preparation for the Connacht Championship. But in general, all our crew was very good and I'm very honoured to be proud of them. Any major changes in terms of the motions that came through the convention today? No, uh, no. Uh, the only one is uh, obviously uh, uh, Will and I changed to St Bridget's. Uh, there was no issues there. I think we just had to clarify a few things tonight and uh, I wish them the best of luck. Uh, there's a good bunch of people behind them there. I'm sure they'll carry on and be successful as well, so I wish them good luck. Uh, in general, every else was just uh, under 16 we had to sort out that because we're playing too late in the year, so we wanted to do it earlier so girls are not playing fines out in rain and cold weather, so that was the only really uh, issue there tonight so that's sorted out and our fixtures committee will handle that uh, in the year ahead in terms of the finances obviously days like this always the finances tend to get a lot of attention a very very positive year for the club mainly down I suppose to the massive effort that went into the major fundraiser back in October November yeah, just not even that. Even the starting off doing the the book collection, Carrick and Shannon, like all the clubs turned out in style there, dressed up and really made a great day of it. And then we had the church case collection. So we thank all the people of the parishes who who donated and helped us out. Very much appreciated. And of course the fundraiser was great. Uh, our committee sort of clicked together. Every with a, a member from every club in Leitrim uh, representing in the fundraising committee, and they really competed with each other just to get the funds in and and raise the money for the cube, which was brilliant and a great team to work with. Really good. 
in terms of the year going forward on the pitch. It's nice to be talking about football matters uh, when it comes to ladies football in the county. What's the hope and the ambition? New manager in place, uh, new players back in the fold, some of the old faces returning. What can Leitrim hope for on the pitch this year in the Intermediate Championship and in Division 4 first in the league? Well, Division 4, we're definitely planning to get out of Division 4. Uh, uh, it's not an easy division. Like We lost the games last year very easy by a goal here, a goal there. And we didn't qualify for the semi-final, so that was a bit disappointing for us. And obviously, we didn't have the strength that we wanted to have uh, on the on the team as well. But uh, this year, we've we've got a lot of girls back in. We've got some young, fresh blood in as well. Really keen players who are good players in their underage and they're going to come into the seniors with some uh, confidence stuff uh, and their, their ability will be, will be seen. Uh, just looking at the Connacht Championship, we're not going to jump too far ahead. We're just going to work our way to the league, see how we go, see how our team is playing. The structure that uh, Hugh Johnny has put in place for them, uh, is it going to benefit us or not? Uh, I think it will. I think the girls are really sort of bonding well together and uh, committing themselves totally for the county for the year. So in general, I think we'll have a good year. We'll take the Connacht Championship when it, when it comes up. Well, listening, I think looking back through the reports and the finances today, I think it's been a fantastic 12 months for ladies football in the county. And I know with yourself at the helm and the great team you've got around you here, going into next year, we can expect as good, if not better, next year. No pressure. Oh, no pressure at all. I'll just come back to the funds again. Like we have to thank our sponsors as well, all Archway Products who who got our cube going, and all the people behind them. You'd Phyllis uh, McHugh from from Glenfern donated nice. And you'd leave like uh, Damien Brennan, people like that. You know, there's so many good uh, core assistants. I could name loads of people who give us massive support. And of course, our main sponsor, uh, Gotham Drywall in New York, who really helped us out this year, give us a, a large amount to, to get our gear and all that. So we're very grateful to them. We do owe them a return. We need to have good results for them uh, backing us. We have to sort of so right this is back to you now and that's we will get there you know excellent well done again thanks very much and thanks for the great uh, promotion you give us and i hope uh, success to you in the year ahead too and that folks is all we have time for today thank you very much to aiden here and enda stenson and declan bowen for having a chat with us about how the various county boards are running all in all a very positive weekend for both sports men's and women's in the county financially two really really good results one slightly skewed in a positive way by the fundraising the kind of exceptional fundraising that was done for the community uh, sorry the center of excellence in anaduff and that will not be happening year on year but it really has put Leitrim GA on a really solid footing in that they don't have any major debt around that particular facility. It's been a really really positive year for Leitrim GA both on and off the field and I think I like to wish them the best of luck going forward into next year. Thank you so much for listening to, to the show today. I will be back tomorrow with a pretty special show we're going to take a little trip up to Kilnumry, just outside Drumahair, and I spent a day with the children of 5th and 6th class, plus a couple of others from around the school, to talk about some of the things that they get up to inside and outside of school. That's tomorrow for In Focus. I'll be back then. Talk to you then.